Hi friends, welcome to the Artist's Blend. Today we'll be talking about character companies and thus entails. So grab your mug and let's get talking. Austin is going to tell you what we're going to yes. talk about in a second. But before we do, here is the coffee that we are having today. So the coffee is from uh, Urban Bean Coffee House Cafe in Fleming Island, Florida, mm. uh, which is just outside Jacksonville. So Jacksonville is where Elizabeth and I are on a contract right now doing Dirty Run Scoundrels together. Mm-hmm. Uh, first show we've done together in five years. It's been a while. Wow, yeah, five years. Crazy. So we're very happy to be doing that right now. Yeah. Um, but there's a coffee house on the way to the theater from our housing. And um, we went and got their blend. I think it's a blend. Yeah, I think it's a blend. Um, but it's fast forward. It's their light roast that they have. So, huh. um, yeah, Urban Bean Coffeehouse Cafe in Fleming Island, Florida. So what are we going to talk about, Austin? So today we are talking about character visit companies and specifically Elizabeth, our guest, her company that she owns. Um, and the sort of behind the curtain, if you will, on how these companies can run certain, not necessarily standards, but like what entails with the company of like doing parties or big events or things like that. So a generic overlook, if you will, and summary of how they go. Um, yeah. So thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us. Of course, it's thank you for such having a, me. Such yeah. a far journey we... for you. It's like cross the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to come all the way across the the apartment to get I know, to this you had room. To get out so. of, you had to get off the couch. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we we've had a few people ask about um, doing an episode like this where we talk about character entertainment um, because there's lots of people out there. A lot of uh, a majority of our listeners, I would say, I, I think about a majority, at least half, are performers, um, theater performers, and and singers and actors. And um, character entertainment is is something that a few people have expressed interest in. And so since, look, it just so happens that my wife has a company that she's had for almost 10 years now. Insane. Um, and as of January 2024, it'll be 10 years. Crazy. So I think you have put in the hours to qualify yourself as an expert. Yes, very much. <laughs> and by think, I mean no without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Want to talk about the history of the company and kind of how it came to be. And then we'll go into a little bit of um, just like what a day in the life is. So some people might be listening and be like, what is character entertainment? What are we talking about? And I know we're about to go into like the details of, of how it's grown and like what what it looks like in, the, in a day in life for you. But like for someone who doesn't know at all what character entertainment is and sort of just wondering what is a day in the life of the average performer for character entertainment? Like when you say character entertainment, what are you even talking about? How would you explain it to a, a full newbie? Elevator pitch, go. Character entertainment is the art of storytelling through representation of a character. And it encompasses a lot of different things. I think there's a lot of common misconceptions about character performance that it's over the top or sticky almost, but it's truly not. I think the best character performers are those who are grounded in the truth of who they're representing. Um, it, It is truly bringing to life someone beloved from a screen or a book or a story and putting them in the flesh in your body in real life and there's just something so magical about that for children and adults alike we've had adults freak out over the characters before there are a couple um stories that we have with adults 
that are some of the most impactful stories that we have. For example, we had a story where an older woman had her favorite character come visit her when she was in home hospice. And I had the honor of bringing this character and she has a granddaughter that comes to most of our events. And there I ended up gifting, usually we give to Crown, but in this case, because I knew this family a little bit better from character business, I met them through this, this industry and this job. I brought them a locket because of the musical, I'll see you in the chain break. So in that moment, I handed it to the grandmother and then we saw their grand, her granddaughter at our next Royal Princess High Tea and I was not the same character. So I filled in the performer who would be playing oh, wow. the role. I let them know the situation. I'm not going to cry. Um, and she's an incredible character performer and came in and knew the story. And the little girl was wearing the necklace. And she said that she was given the necklace and that her grandmother is in heaven now, but she'll see her when the chain breaks. And just that that little storyline um, meant so much to her. And now she has this physical you know, gift or a reminder of that story with her grandmother. And her grandmother and that character, who now I'm sure means so much more to that child, knowing that it meant so much to her grandmother and that now yep. it's connected to a memory that character visits for you helped create. It's yeah. beautiful. It's so special. It's so special. So it's stories like that. Yep. Um, visiting like, this weekend, we have a story for a 30-year-old woman who is having the same character come as when she was seven years old, her mom surprising her. And just stories like that bring me so much joy. So it's for adults and children alike. Oh. That is a total side rant to what the question was. I'm going to keep going on. So because we represent these really important characters, there's a lot of research that goes into it on the front end. So I would say for anyone interested in character performance, just be aware that and for our company as well, that there's a lot of research happening beforehand. Mm. Um about the way the character moves, the way the character talks, the way they would answer difficult questions, the way we storyline. There's a science and an art behind all of that. And um, it's an industry in which we're always learning and growing. I learn and grow watching performers who have been here for three months, and they learn from people who have been here for a couple of years, and we all help learn from each other um, and our cast. So I would say just be prepared for a lot of research on the front end and be open-minded enough to realize there's never a point where you know everything about a character. There will always be new things that you will learn um, or storylines that you create, and they really do truly become like a friend. And we have this vernacular in our company where we say things like, I am friends with Cinderella. And it really, truly does start to feel that way because you get to know them. You know the way they would respond to a question. You know the way that they would approach the situation. You know how they'd walk into a room. You start to know them inside and out. And like any relationship, as you grow into learning them more and more, there are intricacies of who they are that you start to learn on a deeper level. And it, it is so cool. And that's what I mean by like being grounded is to whenever you do this research and you create a character that is real and you step into that, it's no longer, oh, I'm hitting all of the correct poses for this character. Oh, I sound just like them. If it's if it's not rooted in believability and in depth, then it just becomes a caricature mm -hmm. sort of a character or a person. And that, I think, is a distinguishing factor. So mm -hmm. as far as a day in the life of research to bring them to life, and that spans everything from what I just said to like their makeup. And the reason that Cosmo is so important is because it keeps it consistent. 
Everything we do contributes to the idea of the one. And in theater, oftentimes, you know, if you go to see Beauty and the Beast, people may interpret Belle or Beast or Lumiere a hundred different ways. Or, you know, or even non-Disney musicals. Like if you go to see, I don't know, Bright Star, Alice Murphy may be portrayed several different ways. But for character entertainment, we're all trying to represent the same character so consistently that if a kid meets me as a character, just like the story I just told, um, and then meets another person, they believe it's the same person because yeah. down to the makeup is the same. Um, it's sort of they're sort of frozen in time, yeah. if you will. Like from from this kid's birthday party that you were at to uh, your Christmas ball, where they meet that same character who just happens to not be played by the same person. They know it's the same character. My favorite story, we had a family who has two little girls. We met with the older girl since she was a baby. I did her birthday party for like seven years. She's older now. She's like 10, I think, or 11. So just on the cusp of believing still. Okay. Um, and she did not want to go to our Castle Villains event. She felt too big kid for it. She was like, I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if they're real. And they, the first meet and greet of the night, she walked away and she goes, well, she has to be real because she looks the same as last year. And my favorite thing was that it wasn't yeah. even the same performer. It was a completely different yeah. human being. But because they both are the characters. Oh, my gosh. They both tried to sound, act, yep. and look like her. They both had their makeup matches. They stuck and to the training. They stuck to the training because <laughs> they stuck to the characters. Like, <laughs> the characters' characterization, um, they... Yeah made a child believe yeah i i also want to ask like i think i think that your um the the quality of your company is evident in just just so many things like but just looking at your instagram or your website like anybody can just look and see how incredibly high quality you all are i also wanted to ask though tell tell us a little bit about how the company came to be once upon a time there were two triggers named Elizabeth and Peyton. Great. And they were lovely friends at a community theater. And I'm going to stop talking in third person now. First person now, I mean. <laughs> so Peyton and I, we had an affinity for working with children. And looking back, we essentially were children. We were 17 and 15 years old. And I remember Peyton's grandmother made her an Alice dress. Mm. And at the same time, I was having a provincial life bell dress being made because we loved those stories. They meant a lot to us. And um, Peyton's father owned a business that would set up movie theater screenings all over the Middle Tennessee area and beyond. And he began to have Peyton come out because a very popular movie was going on at that time where Peyton could accompany that movie, dress up as the character, and interact with children. And that idea fascinated me. And that was about the same time that I started to realize that, oh, that's a job that's something people can do mm -hmm. and it seemed like it was too good to be true that that would be something that i couldn't just do as a living and then having this bell dress made i talked to peyton i was like hey i love this idea and i would love to be a part so if you ever you know want to do something together and then we call it the frozen frenzy <laughs> and it changed the course of both of our lives. Yep. Like, and I know that sounds so dramatic. No. But it really, truly introduced to us um, a whole new world of possibility that we had never, ever dreamt up before. But because before 2014, companies like ours were there, but they were few and far between. They didn't really exist. And it gave yep. us sort of a, a foothold to start pursuing something really real. 
And I mean, we were children at the time. So at the beginning, we operated as more independent contractors. We just hired ourselves out for mainly Scott's events that he had. Um, and we call it the frozen frenzy. I mean, we were outdoors for five plus hours of meet and greets, no breaks. Yeah, I'll just add like so. Follow us places. It was oh insane. Gosh. So when you say frenzy, yep. like what is different about that time when you guys were first sort of establishing yourselves? Okay, this is a business and we can like make money doing this and we want to do this. How did the frenzy sort of set you both up for success and kind of catapult the the company into what it is or what it would become? Have you ever heard of Elvis Presley? That's what we <laughs> felt like. Um, <laughs> people were handy. They're literal babies oh my gosh. to us to sign their lace dresses. We had oh people gosh. try to follow us in and out of whatever, you know, hotels we were at. Like, and I just look back at our quality then and our quality now. And I think to myself, like, if we'd had what we have now, then how crazy it would have been. But I mean, everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start Definitely somewhere. grown over the years. But those yep. first few years, we worked with Peyton's grandmother, Grandma Jan, to create a lot of our, our costumes and outfits. And it really mm -hmm. was just an endeavor for the two of us. We didn't really see it getting bigger than the two of us. Um, and we, yeah, that was a great question you asked. I believe that that foundation set a spark in me mm. where I knew this is what I want to do. This is, yeah. this is it. This is what I want to do. And um, Peyton and I own the company. That's whenever we started to, you know, lay down the foundation of, okay, we need to get license, our business license. We need to get our bank account together. And we had to get like special like documents because Peyton was 15 at the time. I guess she was about 16 whenever we switched from independent to like a business Yep. for the two of us. And we were very slow to grow. And that's something I'm very thankful for. It was not just a, hey, we're dressing up as princesses. Whoever <laughs> wants to join, come on over and have seat on. It was yep. very much, uh, I think we both knew that it was something special and secret mm -hmm. that we wanted to protect the, the heart space behind. And so we were very slow to add on. And actually the first round of people in the company, um, Easton was in that round. It was Easton, my friend Hattie, and uh, Avery. That was our first little little trio of people we started to add on. Um, yep. And it's so special to see how it just slowly grew in size. And yep. we've always said at auditions, if we don't find the right person, the right click, the right energy, the right, you know, heart space behind what we do, then we'll walk away from those auditions, not hiring anyone and just decline bookings because truly I would rather have a team that is here and invested in the magic we have to make um, rather than have a large cast working a lot. Um, yep. But things, you know, aren't quite as tight or as quality or as heart centric. You were talking about having those qualities that you look for in auditions and you may be getting into this, but like what is maybe three things you look for in somebody, not necessarily in their audition, but like in the person themselves uh, with the company that you would want to work with? That's a great question. I think a certain level of talent as a baseline is a requirement um, in this industry. And when I say talent, I mean presence in a room less than perfect vocal quality or perfect movement. It's more the ability to carry yourself into a space and transform it. That ability is something that we look for. The second would be confidence. And this sort mm -hmm. of plays into that first point, the confidence to walk into a room and change the space. I have walked into many a party situation where 
either, you know, the parents are totally dead silent. And everyone's looking at you. They're like, all right, perform. Entertain us. <laughs> Entertain us. And you're just kind of like, okay, I cannot let this show in my face at all. I have to keep bringing yeah. this level of quality. Or you walk into a party room where this has happened before. They threw the Super Bowl party the same day as the children's birthday party. Adult men were screaming at the television. There was beer. People were yelling. Oh, no. And the kids were running around. And you walk in and you're like, all right, I've got to bring the same presence that yep. I would if, you know, this were what we call a Pinterest party. An easier yes, party. Love it. Pinterest party. <laughs> and then the third thing is magic. And it is that indescribable it quality that I truly believe every person, past and present, in our cast has. It is just a spark. And it's so cool because it's different. It shows up differently in everyone. It's mm. like, this is so cliche. It's like a rainbow. All the colors are beautiful. Um, it's just whatever light shines in each person, what, the, what they bring to the table individually. Um, but I think the underlying factor between the magic is really just love uh, yeah. love of people love of each other and love of what we do uh, and I think that has really helped keep a really great cast environment and because of that people love coming to work people love coming and creating magic with the people that they're surrounded by and that is really really important to me yeah yep I know Austin's going to bring us into sort of like what a, a day in the life looks like for a character performer but just to sort of touch on, uh, we've talked a little bit about the beginnings, but like give us a snapshot of, of the scope of the company now, like how often you go out, how many people are on the team now and um, like public events. And so so going from a place of just you and your friends, just the two of you going out for a bunch of um, parties on the weekends with costumes made by her grandmother, who was an incredible seamstress, um, but also, you know, just use what she had and. Um, now we're on a three-year waiting list. Yeah, it, that, that's what I want to talk about. Oh so, gosh. so like, yeah. what are some? Um, How did you get I, there? I, obviously, yeah. like the team size, um, events, costuming, sort of like resources. So, like, what are the big points of growth that you've seen? I would love to just spend a little bit of time on that before we go into what you uh, uh, sort of the day in the life. Yeah. Uh, for costuming, now we average one to two k per character. So every time we announce, "Oh, we have a new character coming," it's not just, "I oh, this is the first one we found." It's it's nope. like like for example, it's we just dropped that we're adding live action mermaid who's coming to a company. We have now purchased three separate wigs to trial colors. We have trialed two different kinds of shells. We have worked with a commissioner for a special order for her hair jewelry. And we were on the ground. We've had two corsets made because uh, the first one didn't make the cut. <laughs> um, yep. We've had two corsets made for her new costume. Um, so it's like just this character alone. Like whenever you see the pictures, it's like, oh, she's beautiful. She's got a great costume. But what people don't see are those behind the scenes um, investments made beforehand. Also working on training materials, working with our performers on that to make sure they're armored. Also our other performers so that way they know how to answer hard questions um, things like that. So the first is that costuming element. Yeah. The next is our cast size. It really has grown so much, but it's been a slow grow. And I love that because every person here is meant to be here for the time that they're here. And I firmly believe that. So that first element was costuming. The second would be our, our cast size. It's incredible. I talk about little Liz all the time. If little Liz at 17 years old knew that we were able to execute full cast events Christmas balls, high teas, hero events, Castle of Villains itself is our largest endeavor. It's just so cool to see 
the scope of what we've been able to do and and, and events that sell out in literally less than 30 minutes. What was the record last year? Two minutes. Two minutes. Events selling out in two minutes. Two. It's very two humbling. Minutes. It's humbling. Oh it's humbling to know that people want to be a part of something that um, that yeah. we've created. And I think it's a testament to our performers for the experience that they bring time and time again, because there would be no magic without them. Um, so my cast, yep. literally, I could talk about them all day, how incredible they are. That's And I was like, I, what, 30 people? We're almost at 30. We have like event cast and full-time cast. So our regular like out on the weekends working cast is about like 15 to 20, depending on summer or fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then, yeah, our event cast is another about 10 people. And you have people doing just like admin or... or- yeah, and then, we have like yeah. four or five. You too. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. Got a, a good team there too. Yeah. Incredible. Like literally everybody who has fingerprints on this company helped make it what it is. And then the last yep. thing would be our parties. We average, I'd say like six to 10 a weekend um, right yeah. now. And for Hendersonville, Tennessee, I think, I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, and it'll continue. Yeah. I remember at one point we were like, you know, back in the day, it was only, only the ice cream and the snow princess. That's all we did all the time. <laughs> if we ever booked anything else, we were so excited. We we're like, oh my gosh, I don't have to stain my eyelids purple today. <laughs> um, and then, of course, then the second one came out and then it was back to the purple eyeshadow, which I, I love her. She's changed mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Um, but I really think without that foundation we were talking about earlier, we would never be at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just I'm just thankful and humbled that people want to be part of the magic, both on the performer side and the guest side. I love every single bit of that story. Your entire story with your company, Liz, is always inspiring to hear and um, just reiterates my joy of being just a tiny part of it. As you said, the fingerprints on the company. I love that my fingerprints are all over this. Um, it. But uh, what would you say... Um, it, the day in the life now with as as big as the company has grown into and continues to grow to um with the side of you or with the side of any admin or even actor what it looks like to uh, getting ready for either an event or just general day whether that because you have two sides you have the actual events themselves and then you have the behind the scenes as you were talking about with investments into Costuming or uh, wig care and things like that. So, how how do you in the day necessarily see the company as a whole? It is such a team effort. It really, truly is, and I think that that's especially prevalent for our large events. Um, for character visits specifically, we host four events a year, one per season, and each one of them brings about their own unique challenges. Um, for example, the Christmas ball, our wig care before the Christmas ball. Our costumer, Emma Harvey, she works double time to help get those wigs snapped into shape because um, they've been, Christmas is our busiest time of year. So they've been out for a few months. They've not been able to be sent off for a restyle, which is what happens for most of our wigs. So we have to do a lot of the touch ups in house to get those ready. And then Castle of Villains, we have, you know, 12 character stations across the grounds of Rock Castle that all have their own sets and lighting and soundscapes and all that stuff. So every event brings about its own. Um, intricacies and challenges and seeing the way our team rallies around these events to create them for the community i say that phrase a lot like we create magic we create we create but really truly as artists what we're doing is we're storytelling through these mediums of lighting and sound of 
character entertainment. And it's so cool because our cast is so passionate about creating those memories and those moments and those experiences for a community that people fill in all over. I mean, just you two alone, like you are technical director for our next event. You also debuted one of our heroes two years ago and like worked on the character development side of that character and just all sorts of stuff. Um, worked birthday parties. So it's like, I feel like there's so many different um, areas of character entertainment and in creating event experiences for our community that people have the opportunity for growth too if they want to experiment with working more in tech or if they want to work on the ground floor like our hero event the three of us sort of created the event and made it what it is um on the ground floor so just being able to explore those different kinds of opportunities within character entertainment Vocal health is incredibly important. Sometimes you get tired, you get allergies, you get overworked, and your voice suffers, which can really put a damper on your work as a singer, actor, or even public speaker. Vocal Mist can help with that. It's a portable nebulizer that uses an isotonic saline to make a cool mist that you inhale. It's been research proven to help the voice stay hydrated and working well. The Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer is a fast and easy way to keep your vocal cords healthy, give you better vocal stamina, and can mitigate damage from overuse. I have one of my own that I absolutely love, and if you use your voice in your artistic endeavors, I can't recommend this enough. Use the affiliate link in the show notes and get your Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer today. So a day in the life of a character performer, research, everything from Cosmo, your storytelling, physical animation, all that stuff. And then as far as a party goes, you have the time getting ready. So a lot of the times performers will reference their, you know, notes and information about the characters. They'll do their makeup. They'll listen. There are these things on YouTube called scene packs where you can look up a character name and just type in scene pack. And it has a bunch of different moments that you can listen and try to do play and repeat. Um, and just repeat what the characters say, try to get it close, that sort of thing. And then we have a base at what we call MHQ, our Magic Maker headquarters, <laughs> where we come, meet the attendant, get ready, go to the party, make the magic, and then come back. Oftentimes, like this past weekend, we had uh, one performer out on three separate parties with one makeup change in the middle. Um, so we all help each other out. We all, you know, sort of alternate that weight this weekend, she's, you know, out three times. The next weekend, she may go out once. And somebody else takes the, you know, three-character day. Um, but really, truly, it's our team that makes it all possible. And event days are a whole separate beast that would take probably another podcast to talk through. Event days, like public events? <laughs> yes, our big event days. Like the, the high yeah. tea, we have, you know, 11 people in the space trying to get ready. We have a whole staff at our venue trying to get Food, decor, sounds, lighting, all that mm-hmm. stuff arranged, florals. Um, so it really is just such a team effort. That's what I think of when I think of a day in the life. It's just a team working really hard to make the magic happen. Um, and every weekend, keeping our skill set sharp, keeping ourselves, you know, up to date and never being complacent with where we're at, always learning and growing and pushing um, and trying to be the best character performers we can be. And always learning new things and new ways to interact with people. There are new stories that you can never prepare for what a child is going to say. Never, ever. You can never prepare for what an adult is going to say. And just being able to be so grounded in your character and who you are that you know you can answer any question that comes your way because you are that character. 
and that's where I'll leave it. That's that's okay. a day in the life of a character performer is just being so embedded in your research and spending the time to truly fully know the character. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like you're talking about how it um, it's a team effort and there's lots of people involved. And um, you've also told some stories about how like how it, how well trained people are and the fact that like you can think an 11 year old can think that the person they saw a year ago and the person they just saw is the exact same human being when they're literally two different human beings. <laughs> um, so how do you structure the company to make that magic happen, the magic of quality and the magic of of being the unique company that you are. I, I know that like on the website, there's like the three pillars of what the company is and what it stands for. Can you talk a little bit about, um, yep. talk through what those are and like what makes your company so special? Yeah. The first one is affordability. We want to make sure that everyone has access to our experiences and if a birthday party is something that someone can't do in a certain year, that's why we offer. We do public meet and greets all the time, partner with other businesses and organizations to bring free experiences to people um, and have the the business's generosity fund that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have quality, which is a pillar of our company. Quality encompasses everything from our costuming, which yes, while that is important, I believe that quality of training is perhaps even more important. And the quality of performers that we have truly, I believe, set us apart and with their passion, invest in the experiences for our community. Mm-hmm. So everything from our cast to our costuming to our training, all of that is covered under quality. Um, it's not just someone dressed up in a, a Halloween mm-hmm. costume they found on Amazon here to paint your child's face like it's an experience we have our birthday parties are structured the same way every time it's down to a science with flexibility to accommodate different party situations um so all of that falls under our character performer Mm -hmm. training on top of the specific character training of how to handle um a difficult guest or how to handle you know weather or you're running late to a party like what happens in those situations um so that that is all quality and then the last is the magic. Yep. The last pillar we have is the magic, and I believe it's arguably the most important pillar. We briefly talked about the magic whenever we talked about how we cast people into our company. Um, but from the guest perspective, they experience and feel the magic, and they may not always know exactly what about an interaction was special. But I firmly believe it's rooted in love. I'm convinced that looking at people with love is strong character performance. That's all it is. It's just looking at people with love. And being rooted in the character. And obviously it's so much more than that. But if you if you hold that in your heart and you genuinely love to represent characters and love to love on other people, then this is definitely something for you. And the mat like for example, we have a performer who saw a little girl at the Royal Princess High Tea and she asked where the beignets were. And she said, Well, you know what? My friend actually ate all the beignets this morning, but next time I see you, I'll have a nice a nice bag of beignets just for you. Come the Enchanted Christmas Ball, that same performer brought the same character to life. And she went to the store and got like homemade beignets from someone, oh. brought them to the ball and left them at her seat and was like, XOXO, love your friend, you know. Huh. And that was such an extra magical moment wow. that that performer invested in. She didn't mm. have to do that. Uh. She went out of her way to make this storyline really real for this guest. And that little girl... 
I mean, she's 11, maybe 12 years old now. She still believes. So it's just those situations like that where it's like this extra level of magic happens. Mm -hmm. But it's not because it was trained. It's not because it was, you know, a requirement. It's because of the people involved and that 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 push to do something a little more for our guest, a little bit more um, to bring true magic to people. Mm -hmm. Yep. So... I um we've talked a lot about how you look for performers within the character company and in the entertainment. I'll ask, how do you determine what characters will be presented within the company? Uh, whether it be uh, age them age them out from time the no longer popular new ones. Like if if you can talk about mm. that at all. Yes, yes, of course. We look to see what children are watching and loving. We also look to major theme parks to make some of our bigger decisions um, as far as yeah. phasing someone in or out. Uh, there's a character. We've only really phased out a couple of characters. There's one we used to offer a long time ago, um, yeah. and she was incredible while she was here. Um, but then the performer aged out of the role, and we... Didn't want to offer her inauthentically, so we ended up removing her from our company about the same time her popularity was dwindling as well. So I think it was a wise decision for us to um, say goodbye to that character. It was sad to see her go because, like I said, these characters really do become like friends. Um, I think the classics will always be there. And then we really have to take a step back and look at what is going to have longevity and popularity. A lot of the time movies will come out and they have a huge, you know, marketing push at the beginning and people will add on these characters that end up being a money sucker for them. Like it, they'll they'll invest in these characters that are, are very popular for the movie. But at, at the same time, we also don't get great clear pictures of costuming or wigs until after that's released. So it's like by the time you actually can yep. add the character at a quality level and not just like a cheap costume, it's... Mm. It's nope. the fad has passed, but there are a few that withstand. Um, and I think our the most recent splash has proven that um, as far as live actions go, the most recent, um, I think, is going to be around for a while mm -hmm. um, because of the, yep. the great impact that she's had on a whole community of people mm -hmm. and um, how important that story is now that it's being told in new light. Mm even in new light with the new stories and the splash, if you will. Um, there's also more coming regarding that story too. So the popularity won't just rise up and then dive down. It'll continue to sort of grow. So it's a worthy investment. You you definitely have the the business side gradually figured out with the company, but you, you have something that continues to work. And that's an attest to not only the company, but how you guys have learned to grow going forward instead of like you said just randomly buying something off amazon and be like okay now we have this one Ta -da! <laughs> yes yes and i as much as i would have loved to have had um the newest mermaid ready right whenever everything drops while the craze is happening the 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 quality would have suffered mm. in that case because we didn't have correct clear pictures we don't we understand what we're adding yet yeah. um but now that we've had a yep. chance to, to consult with our commissioners um, and we were actually, uh, I've been talking to a commissioner about this particular edition since last November, 
Um, and I went ahead because okay. a lot of high quality commissioners are booked out years in advance from all over the world. All of the world. <laughs> Our most yeah. recent um, costumes that just came in, we just got them in this month, and I placed the order the fall of the year we got married, the twenty twenty one. So I waited like, about two years. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. um, they just um, now came in. So it's like these investments are huge. I spent more on these gowns than my own wedding dress. So it's like these are huge investments we're making um, for a small business. And, but they're going to last us a long time. They represent the character well. So that being said, we, we started conversations with uh, one of our trusted commissioners last November um, and asked to be put on a rush list. And a rush list is just under a year. Oh, one that's like oh, here before, yay. you know. 2025 yeah so uh, that being said yeah. we've we've started fabric swatches i have pictures of multiple different fabrics they've been looking at we're looking at um the mm -hmm. way the gown twirls the way the pleats lay like all of these are factors especially whenever debuting yeah. a character for the yeah. very first time and something that you've mentioned a few times is like looking to uh, major releases and major theme parks and looking at certain uh media companies for guidance on how to make decisions and so one question that i know you get all the time that i'm sure some people are, are wondering themselves right now is um how do you go about operating a legitimate company um that is fully legal in everything that you do how some people might think that uh you're taking copywritten characters and doing things with them how how does this company operate in such a way to where everything is fully legal on the up and up, all that? Because I know people are curious it, about that. I think there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to character entertainment companies um, and a lot of misunderstanding. There is a right and a wrong way to do things. And as long as you're doing things the correct way, <laughs> then you're good. Um, major theme parks don't really care as long as you aren't stepping on their toes. So, for example, things like using their branding, their character names, their exact costumes. For example, we keep a lot of all of our costumes. We have a 30% copyright difference and everything from the textures that we use to the way our costumes fit and work, um, those sort yeah. of things. Um, and that on top of our marketing approach, we don't ever use any names that are used by someone else. All of ours are original fairytale character names um, and we just, or in the public domain or the in public domain. Yeah. 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 So we just tow the line yep. and do what we're supposed to do. And it's just like any other business or corporation, um, which is something that I think the community at a large may not understand without getting into the intricacies and details, um, of what character entertainment is. But yeah, there's there, we're on the up and up and a lot of companies are on the up and up, um, and as long as you toe the line and do what you're supposed to do, then you're good. You're safe. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, what is the continu what is the continuous spark that makes you realize every single stress, every single hard, hard decision, every single long night or tough decision or money loss or money handling, what keeps making it worth it for almost 10 years? Really, truly the magic moments it really is it's the kids it's our guests it's the oh my gosh we've been to every one of your events and we're waiting for the ticket drop for the next one it's the oh my gosh we got to see this rare character at rock castle this one time when is he going to be back out kind of moments and engagements and conversations and seeing the impact it's had on our community is just incredible 
Um, and I know I talked about Little Liz earlier, but Little Liz would be freaking out right <laughs> now to know events are selling out quickly, that people want to experience what we've created. But something I didn't anticipate is the other side of that with the cast has been an equal joy for me to to create a community of people who are here to make magic and to love on others and to love each other. It's so special. And I feel like a, a proud mom watching our character performers continue to grow, take leadership. It's so cool to see someone be in the company for a few years and be like, hey, I love this. I want more. I want to I want to help in a new way. I want to help design an event. I want to help you know, our newer performers find their footing for this character and all of that stuff. And we've recently introduced a show direction team um, now that I've relocated to Florida that helps with that. They help our newer performers and performers who are not on the show direction team essentially just keep up our skill set, give direction. Hey, the, uh, we need to be following, you know, this pose a little bit more crisply, this, that sort of thing. Um, and yep. I always love when we get a new round of character performers in our company how that round who was hired just before them who were newbies just like six months to a year ago who felt like they were the new ones and they were like you know didn't know what the veterans knew it's so cool to watch them step up into this this almost like i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing and i can help other people yep. i'm not the newest cast member anymore yep. like See. i i know what i'm doing and i can help others grow and I have experience and it sort of just emboldens them and empowers them to know I'm good at what I do. I know what I'm doing. It's just so cool to see them rise to the occasion and help out our yeah. new ones. And that cycle happens every six months to a year. And it's incredible to witness. Um, and like I said earlier, everyone in our company is here for the time that they're meant to be here. And I fully, fully believe that um, that our paths cross for just the right amount of time because character performance as unfortunate as it is is seasonal for all of us so we really need to embrace the time that we have with these characters represent them well while we're here and um let them transform our lives as much as we get to transform others mm. yeah well said. like there was there was um there's some people who have been here for um like a little bit less than a year because the life of a performer is 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 um nomadic in nature and things change quickly. But there's also people who have been here almost as since the beginning. And I love that. I love being a part of their story. Yeah. And um, they, they're they a part of our story as well. It's just so cool to see um, the ways in which this web of people has grown. We created a list to see who all has been in the company or touched the company with fingerprints for our 10 year. We just wanted to see at this point after 10 years, how many people have been a part and we were blown away just looking at the list of people who have been involved it, it honestly shocked me like i didn't realize it was as many people as it was yeah um but it's it's so so cool to know that we've been a part of so many people's stories and that they've gotten to impact our community in a really special way yeah for people listening uh what are things that you might want to plug about character visits or like um, are there auditions coming up coming up soon? What public events are happening soon? Like, what's on the horizon for character visits right now? If you are a guest looking to experience the magic, our birthday parties book up about a month in advance. Um, so if you have a party within the next month, we recommend you go ahead and get that in. And then our next event we have is our largest event. It is Castle of Villains. We do in partnership with Historic Rock Castle. 
We don't really partner on our events except for this one, just because they're the most magical people mm-hmm. you will ever meet. Um, they help us in equal part. They help with the lighting and the event flow and the ticket sales, and they do so much to make this event accessible for the community. And the the many acres of this historic site are filled with mm-hmm. thousands of people who get to meet the villains. Who there's a v- candy station. There's a VIP show where like it's yep. um, a special ticketed event for people that can come a little bit early and get a picture with all of the villains, which is a thing. And there's a show and and music and it's really cool, it's really fun. One of my favorites. It's their largest event, and we I was shocked at this. We sold it out last year, so if you want to come this year, keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram pages for that ticket drop. I never thought we would be at a point to sell out Castle of Villains. I'm in shock. An entire know, right? historic site is sold out. So <laughs> sorry, if you left to come yeah. to Castle Crazy. Villains. Crazy. Just look at our Facebook and Instagram pages. The way we operate our ticket drops is we will post, "Hey everybody, our event's coming out on this date. Our ticket drop is this date," mm-hmm. and that's how people are getting the tickets so yeah. quickly. And we'll put your website in our show notes too, so people can click on there. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for having of me. Of course, yeah, thank you for, for being coming. Here. What were you drinking, Liz? We didn't talk about that at the beginning. I see coffee makes me sick. So I had hot tea with a healthy amount of cream and sugar. Yeah. What did you think about the coffee? I liked it. Um, what did you say the notes were? Because I had confusion in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also had a little bit of confusion. Um, it says it it just says light, sweet, and nutty. Okay. Um, for me it was a little vegetable-y. Uh, it yeah. wasn't quite my favorite. I, I was um, like, "Is I this didn't broth? Enjoy it, What's but, going on?" Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of a brothy coffee. <laughs> um, you guys are not making coffee sound appetizing. No. Um, it was. It was light though, which is why it was. It wasn't like overbearing. Um, but it was like it just had a a little bit of a darker quality than yep. not not roast wise, but like flavor profile wise. Yeah. But I liked it. It was really really enjoyable. It was just kind of different. So. Yeah, it was very different. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. You want to send us off? Be good beans. Drink good beans. Yeah. She was ready for it. She is ready. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.